0: This is the Good News Station, WCNO. Bob Simmons.
1: Good news in shoes. Are you winning or losing in the game of life? Do you even know where to find the rules of the game? There are things you do that make life work and things that cause it to come apart. Tune in for Born to Win with Ronald L. Dart right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. Every Sunday morning at 7, and we'll talk about whether you were born to lose or born to win. And visit us online at borntowin.net.
2: The Revealing Truth
0: Radio broadcast thanks Ed Myers Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support.
2: Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional, a member of the National Association of Realtors.
0: We're starting a new series called Living in the Counterculture. Everybody say it with me, Living in the Counterculture. I hope I'm going to spend about three or four weeks, maybe five weeks on this topic, but I really want to begin to, to we laid a little foundation for this about a week ago, but I really want to begin to, to explain or to open up a revelation to us, really what it means to live in God's kingdom and how different that is um, of living in the kingdom or this culture that we live in today. Come on, amen. I mean, no, in Jesus' day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders of his day, they didn't just believe in just the, the five first books of the Bible, the Pentateuch or the Torah, where Moses had written the first five books and kind of laid out the law. The, after the second temple had been destroyed, there was a period of 400 years before the New Testament where they began to take the Pentateuch or the first five books of the law, and they began to to interpret each law. And they would take that one law, and then they would interpret it, and they would write three or four pages of definition under that one law during this 400 period. And it became known as the moral law or the traditions of men. Jesus called them the traditions of men. There were 536 additional laws that they added to the law of Moses on how people ought to live their life. Like one of them said on the Sabbath, you are only allowed to take 3,000 steps. If you take 3,001, you're going to hell. Hmm? You're sinning. Come on, somebody. Help me. Amen. They had a law against all kinds of, they had a law against tying knots on Sunday because that was considered to be work. And so Jesus begins to show up on the scene and he's like, you know, this is just silly. You've taken what the Father meant for something good and you've taken it to an extreme and turned it into something that's putting people in bondage and putting oppression on people. How many know we do that by nature? In this natural kingdom that we live in, we have, by nature, we have a tendency to wear something out. That's why drug addiction is such a big deal because people do a little bit of drugs. They go, oh, this feels good. Then they do a lot of drugs and find out it didn't really feel that good. It really kills you. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We do that with our music. We hear a great song on the radio, and we get the MP3, and we download it. Then we wear the song out, and then five years later we hear the song and go, oh, I hate that song. Right? <laughs> hmm? Because we have this thing in us that keeps going out. We don't have the ability to really take in what we need. We, over- we do it in the church. Y'all ain't going to shout at me, but that's all right. Come on. I mean, we can look back at the 70s when when the spiritual warfare movement come in. I mean, it was a great thing to understand deliverance, but then you had people casting out demons of broken fingernails and blonde hair and all kinds of crazy stuff. Come on, somebody. And the word of faith movement came in, and it was good to learn about how we got to have faith, and God will give you the desires of your heart if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. But then it became blab it and grab it. Thus saith the Lord, I'm getting a Rolls Royce. I claim it in the name of Jesus. Huh? And people went crazy. We did it with the prophetic movement, you know. People getting gold teeth and gold dust falling out of the sky. Listen, if somebody gets a gold tooth around me, please don't tell me. I still have not figured out why God just don't replace it with tooth enamel. I don't get it. Huh? If you come to my church and your feet ain't touching the floor and you're floating across the floor, go to, please go to another church. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't hurt nobody. Pray, is that too much? I'm just, can I, we be real. See, this is what was happening in the time that Jesus lived. He was living in a place where, where, where the, the religious leaders of their day had taken something that God had given them to keep them in, in, in a place where they were safe from the influence of the world, and they took it to a level where it put the people of God in bondage. And Jesus shows up and says, what are you doing? Come on, somebody, amen. Touch somebody say, them people were just silly. silly. Our text this morning is John chapter 13, verse Beginning in verse one, I got quite a bit of reading. So if you have your Bibles, if we got it on the screen, you can throw it up. John chapter 13, verse 1. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he would he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from the supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin. Somebody say, he poured water into a basin. He began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with a the towel with which he was girded. He came to Simon Peter, and he said, Peter said to him, Lord, why are you washing my feet? And Jesus said to him, What I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. And Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part in me. So Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but then also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, He who is bathed only needs to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. Verse 12, So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. and You say, well, for so am I. So I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. My assignment today is to talk to you about the counterculture kingdom flows from a basin. Everybody say it with me. The counterculture kingdom flows from a basin. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the ability to preach and teach. I thank you for the anointing in this house. Father, I pray right now, God, that you have your way in every heart of every person in here. Believer, unbeliever, Lord, those that are questioning, those that are seeking, those that have been in relationship with you for a long time, I thank you for revelation. I thank you for wisdom. I thank you for impartation. I thank you for healing. Father, today I pray, God, that you just put me on like a coat and wear me. Let my words be your words. Give me entrance into every heart. Father, I declare this in your name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen. I mean, you know, when you cross over from death to life in this kingdom, it's not just about getting an inheritance and going to heaven. And it's not just about changing a lifestyle. Really, when you come into the counterculture kingdom, the kingdom of God, It really means that we come into a place where we change our thinking. There's a process of logic that we all have to work through day in and day out to, to operate our life. Some things are done on autopilot. Some things we have to give thought to. But when you step into the kingdom, there's a lot more things that come to our life that we can't run on autopilot. We have to give thought to it because it's counterintuitive or it's counterculture to the kingdom of this world. So becoming a born-again Christian isn't just your stamp and approval to get into heaven. It doesn't just mean your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It doesn't mean you have to just change your lifestyle. It means you have to change the way you think. Everybody say, i got to change the way I think. Mm? Colossians 1.13, Paul says this. He has delivered us from the power of darkness, and he has conveyed us into the kingdom of his son of love, his dear son. <clears throat> That means that once you become born again, you're no longer under the control of the worldly system. The Bible calls it the world. We call it the cosmos. It's the pattern of things, the way things operate. It's the system of the world that is opposed to the system of God. How many know God came to put up a new system? Huh? Because the system of the world was broken. Somebody ought to shout for joy. Praise the Lord. Amen. When you get saved, we are no longer dominated by darkness. Huh? Huh? How I many you know darkness is not just the absence of light where God exists? Darkness is also something we talk about when people are just being ignorant. Mm? You ever heard anybody say this, man? I, 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 for years I lived this way, and then it was like a, a light came on, and all of a sudden my eyes were opened, and I could see. Come on, amen. What they're saying is I am no longer in the dark. I'm no longer ignorant to something that I thought I knew, but I really didn't know until the light came on. Now I know it in a different way than I ever knew it before. Because the light came on. I mean, there's a lot of ignorant people outside the church. Now, you ain't helping me. There's a lot of ignorant people in the church. That's why we need revelation. I didn't come here to get insulted, Pastor. Well, hang on. You will be before you leave. I promise. How many of you know as long as the enemy of your soul can keep you in the dark, about the life that God has for you and the life that he wants you to live and he can keep you out of the light of his love, he will paralyze your destiny, he will shut down your potential and you will never understand and realize the destiny that God has for you. That's why he wants to keep you in the dark. That's why he comes up with 10 excuses to keep you from coming to church on Sunday morning. Oh, I'm tired. I just it's, They ain't gonna miss me this i just, I just watch it on Facebook at 3. No, you won't. You watch 10 minutes and get busy. Boy, that's too much true for saying. That's too much true. You say, I'm going to go down there, and you bump it five minutes ahead and click like. Ooh, yeah, like, like, and get done in 10 minutes. I busted somebody. I know. Y'all got real quiet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hmm? The truth is, is if you're dominated by darkness, then you're dominated by a lack of understanding. It means you ain't going to be able to clue into it, amen? And if you can't clue into it, then the devil can control you and manipulate you through the culture that we live in and really begin to destroy the very purpose of your life, amen? But when Jesus comes and he transfers us from the kingdom of darkness over into the kingdom of light, somebody say the kingdom... The kingdom of light. Listen, when Jesus came preaching the kingdom, he didn't just come preaching so you could just hang out and hide out and go to heaven. He came preaching because he wanted to bring you into a place and a level of living where abundant life and victorious life and overcoming life could be an everyday occurrence in your life. Not so you could play victim and get the snot beat out of you every day by the enemy of your life. Well, I'm in the kingdom of light, but my life is miserable. Well, you ain't living in the kingdom of light, then. You're just hanging out in the shadows. Praise the Lord. Amen. How hmm? I many you oh, know getting born again is not just about being born again it's really the doorway to something more come on help me praise the lord amen it's something i say it's to something more jesus said i am the doorway in other words i am the thing that you're going to have to go through to get into the place of your destiny i'm the doorway to everything you need i'm the doorway to your blessing i'm the doorway to your healing i'm the doorway to your significance i'm the door somebody come on somebody i'm the doorway for your success i'm the doorway for everything that you need in life it ain't about just coming and getting saved and hanging out in the doorway
2: hurricane irma ripped through the caribbean destroying some islands with up to 90 percent devastation sustaining 185 mile per hour winds making it a record-breaking hurricane it destroyed homes flooded cities and killed power to millions of people devastating floods affected all of us here in florida and left many people homeless we will pray for patience love and guidance in this time. In Florida, we're survivors. We will rise up, rebuild, and stand together and become even stronger than we were before. So we're asking you to help us support the hurricane relief effort by texting Irma to 772-800-2464.
0: Somebody shout us more. Hmm? So Jesus comes preaching and he comes preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand in other words it's right here it's out here everywhere around you it's a parallel kingdom it's a counterculture to the culture that you live in and you have the ability to step through jesus the doorway into a brand new culture a brand new understanding and live your life the way it was meant to be lived praise the lord amen somebody say the kingdom of heaven is now it's right right here right now and that's what he does when we get born again. He doesn't just give us new life. He gives us new thinking. And he gives us a new place. He calls us into a new culture, the counterculture of this world. Amen? I mean, you can't be in the garage and be in the living room at the same time. Let try that again. You can't be in the garage and be in the living room at the same time. Amen? you got to leave one to go into the other. Come on, huh? You cannot be in the domain of darkness and be in the kingdom of light at the same time. you got to leave one to go into the other. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you move into that other room, when you move from darkness into light, then you find out in that new room that there's all kinds of different protocols, all different kinds of ways of living, all kinds of different principles to your life, and things are done backwards from the way you used to do them. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. There's a different standard, a different protocol to life. This whole new room is thinks in a different way. It don't operate the way you've always operated your life. It's a whole different way of thinking. And so now I've got to learn how to let God change my thinking yes. and renew my mind so I can learn how to live in this new world that he's brought me into because the old patterns of thinking will not let me operate in the new life that he's given me. Hallelujah. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. This kingdom, this counterculture that we're talking about, it's counterintuitive to the culture of this world. Come on, it's counterproductive to the culture of this world. The deception of the culture that we live in says this. Get all you can while you can get all you can get. And then sit on your can when you got it in the can. Come on, amen. Make life all about me. It's all about me. We all write that song. It's all about me. Everything in the world revolves around me. Boy, are you crazy. Come on, huh? Hello. Hmm? That kind of thinking is really the doorway to your demise. Right. That kind of thinking will end you. Will end you. Yes. Come on, somebody. Amen. amen? It'll bring you into a place of a controlling, manipulating thought patterns, and you will never live free. You will live bound in self-absorption and selfishness. Right. Come on, amen. amen? And the Bible says when you do that, you become conformed to this world. To the pattern of this life. But in this kingdom. This counterculture kingdom that we're talking about. How many know generosity replaces consumption? And we'll try that again. Generosity replaces consumption. Generosity replaces greed. Amen. Amen. I mean we live in a culture today that celebrates consumption. Especially in America. We are consumers. Depending on how the government wants to label us today. Sometimes they call us consumers. Sometimes they call us taxpayers. For some of us, they call us citizens. For others, they call us illegals. Somebody ought to help me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. But we are. We are a consumer society. I mean, in this country, you don't need no excuse to go shopping. I mean, we we have mandated holidays in the United States of America where they say, Hey, take a holiday. Spend some time with your family. Love on each other. And you know what we do? We have spring sales. Memorial Day sales, Labor Day sales, back-to-school sales. Come on, somebody. Winter break sales, Martin Luther King Jr. sales, Black Friday sales, Thanksgiving Day, Monday after Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday. We are a consumer society. Come on, amen. But how many of you know the kingdom of God is not built on how much stuff you can get and how much stuff you can acquire? The counterculture of the kingdom is how much stuff you can give away. It's how much of a blessing you can be to somebody else. It's it's how much finances and how much blessing and how much wealth you let flow through your hands into the culture that you've been called to change. Come on, somebody. How many of you know they ain't naming no streets after selfish people? Come on, they don't name streets after billionaires. Who do they name streets after? They name streets after people to give all this stuff away and go out and change a community and build a building and bless somebody. Those are the people getting their names on the street. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Hmm. Why why do we do that? Because it's so foreign when somebody comes along and lives selfless. We're going to give them a street name. They gave some money away. Well, that's normal in the kingdom of God. Give your life away. It's the quickest way to get it. Come on, amen. We call people like that heroes. Praise the Lord, amen. How many in the know in in the counterculture kingdom, forgiveness replaces revenge? Come on. Hmm? Today, if you forgive somebody in our society, everybody's like, that's just wonderful you forgave them. How did you do that? How did you make that happen? Well, in the kingdom of God, that's normal. You forgive. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Most people don't understand that because they don't understand that in that kind of kingdom living, people actually forgive each other. Hmm? In, in, in the counterculture kingdom, mercy replaces judgment. That's hmm. a tough one for some people in church because the church has been really good at judging people. Praise the Lord, pastor. That's good preaching. Amen. You ever heard anybody say this? Well, they got what they deserved. That's what you get. Huh? I knew you shouldn't have been going that fast down the road. Now you're in the ditch. That's what you get. <laughs> Some of y'all getting convicted right now. I feel it. I just feel the Holy Ghost. Hmm? Why do we do that? Because it's easier to live with a judgment mentality than it is to live with a mercy mentality. Huh? oftentimes we want to judge other people for their weaknesses because it makes us feel better about our weaknesses we want to condemn other people for sin in their life because we are trying to hide the sin in our life and we hate the sin in our life but don't know how to overcome it so we judge everybody else's sin I mean, in the kingdom, the way down is up and the way up is down praise the Lord, amen in the, in, in the world, the more you strive to get to the top of the ladder the lower you go then the kingdom, the more you go, the higher you go. Praise the Lord, amen. Because here's what God says about people trying to climb the corporate ladder of success and make yourself and build themselves into something. This is what he says. I resist the proud. Well, give your life away. <laughs>
1: Thank you for joining us today for Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bumble. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461. Consider a school where children learn to love. Where learning is inspired, reading is an adventure. Where
2: students have time for creativity, math and logic.
1: Where truth is taught along with history, literature and technology. Where respect is modeled by please and thank you. Where innovation and leadership are fostered while planning out college and career paths. This is the future of St. Louis Christian students. We are now enrolling kindergarten through 12th grade. Full scholarships are still available, find out more at
2: Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzie Carbonell of Century 21 Silva & Associates is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate it can also be very time consuming and painstaking in short the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train home buying doesn't have to be crazy ozzy carbonell of century 21 silver and associates can help you qualify for up to fifteen thousand in down payment assistance find out how by contacting ozzy carbonell at 772-340 6076 again that number is 772 340 6076 ¿Se habla español?